Right now, we're in the African savanna on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACOS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenseless and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no! The predators have descended upon the campaign! And look! Here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Ah! What's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush! It's a fully grown ad badger charging in! He's coming to save the campaign! And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael! The ad badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The ad badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? Welcome to episode 45. We've got a good one for you today. By the end of this episode, you will be much more comfortable with how to approach, manage, optimize, and think about sponsored display ads, which are a new ad type. Steven, we're excited about this. Yeah, we're actually like like very excited about this. Like, This is a very geeky thing to get excited about, but like yeah, as Mike and I were were just writing down notes and learning more about sponsored display ads, like we just we found so many interesting things. Um, I'm just guessing right off the bat, this is going to be a long episode. So hopefully, you guys have a long drive ahead of you. Buckle in, like there's just so much to talk about with this new ad campaign type. So it's 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 going to be interesting. That's right. You know, one of the coolest parts about making this podcast is that it really forces us to really try to distill down the most important pieces of new strategies, new things that are coming out on Amazon. So thank you everyone for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for listening. And a special thank you to CBGIL83, because on September 9th, 2019, they left us a review. And I thought it was really, really funny. So I wanted to share it. So the title of this review is throw another review in the five-star file. As yet another five-star reviewer, I realize no one will likely ever read this. So I think it's funny to first actually read this on the air. Uh, No one's ever actually going to read this. And yet I feel inclined to tell you, dear reader, that you're wasting your precious time reading my review. Why? Because 
in all caps. You should be listening to this freaking podcast right now. And thank you so much, CBGill83, for that great review. So sponsored display, this is exciting for so many new reasons. I mean, anytime a new ad type rolls out on any platform, anytime there's a new digital marketing strategy, whatever it might be, there is generally an early mover advantage. So if you are listening to this podcast, we are recording this on Thursday, September 26th. You're probably listening to it the very next week. So this is really hot off the press. The first time we saw it was just maybe a couple days, uh, maybe a week or so ago. But this is exciting. So let's get set to, to really dive into this new ad type because we do want to maintain that early mover advantage. And if you really think about it, there's always you're never really behind the curve because there's always things coming out. There's always things changing. And this is our opportunity to get ahead of the curve. Uh, It always sort of resets. So Stephen, can you just intro everyone in case they haven't seen it? You know, what was the, where's the first time you saw the sponsored display pop up uh, and what exactly is it? Yeah. So sponsored display, I I first started seeing this ad type pop up. Um, I mean, it's, so it's, currently in beta, but it used to be in like super beta where they were only letting like some Amazon sellers test out, like we might as well just call it alpha. Um, I mean, I think that was, that dates back to, I think around like, I forget when, but like a th- pretty early this year, like February, March, April, like a few months ago, um, like yeah, five or six months ago, they were starting to roll out this new ad campaign type um, but now it's really, now they're really trying to push it. Um, Amazon has hosted webinars trying to explain how sponsor display works and what it is, which uh, me and one of our engineer, one of the, the senior engineers from AdBadger, we, we attended this webinar. It wasn't very informational, but whatever. Um, so basically what it is, and this is how Amazon presents it, but they say, um, this is word for word on their website. They say, Introducing a new advertising solution that lets you create display campaigns in minutes with a budget of any size. Use sponsored display to reach the right audience for your business, both on and off Amazon. So real quick to just kind of differentiate. So now we have three campaign types for the uh, the Amazon seller who is brand registered. If you're not brand registered, you only have sponsored products. If you are brand registered with Amazon, then you have access to sponsored products, sponsored brands, and sponsored display, um, which I think used to be called, they used to call them product display ads back when it was like in super beta. And then like they removed product display ads and then came back with sponsored display ads. So uh, the, the main difference between a display ad and your typical search ad, like sponsored products or sponsored brands, are that with sponsored products and sponsored brands, you're bidding on keywords and you're trying to land your ad in an actual search engine result search engine results page. With sponsored display, you're not placing your ad on a search engine page. You're placing it basically anywhere within Amazon's advertising network. So that includes anybody who Amazon has a partnership with or any companies that Amazon owns. Um, A big website title would be IMDB. So if you're on IMDB, that website, you'll start seeing these Amazon products pop up as ads in the sidebar on the top, and those are Amazon display ads. one final thing on display ads, I know I've been talking for a long time in this sequence, um, but it can also show up on product detail pages. So if you're actually viewing a product, um, and you can actually do this on your own time, um, just open up any 
Amazon product page. And when you're looking at the details, you may notice that right beneath the uh, the buy box, the you know add to cart, sometimes you'll see a different product that just like pops up there. And it's like, hey, this is a similar product that you might check out. That is also a display ad. So you can see these display ads either on or off Amazon. And those are the, the two um, different places that they can go. So sorry, that was a long time talking. Mike, why don't you talk for a second? Hey, <laughs> okay, my friend. So Really, if we were to start breaking down this bowl of spaghetti that is sponsored display, let's break this down into a couple different arenas. The first is what does it look like when you go and you create one of these campaigns? Meaning, what are the inputs? Uh, and then let's talk about the outputs. So when you go into Amazon Seller Central now and you click create new campaign, you will see now three buttons to press. Now, some people did have three buttons to press for quite some time. Uh, however, now it's pretty much uh, ubiquitous that people are going to have sponsored products, sponsored brand, and sponsored display. So when you click sponsored display, a lot of familiar things. So campaign name, be sure that you're using good campaign naming strategy, uh, which is basically like product type or product category uh, with a sort of a bracket or a, a pipe symbol. I I'd normally do like a shift and then the button that's above the return, uh, sort of that pipe symbol. So product, uh, maybe a target ACOS. And then of course, campaign type. We've been abbreviating these as SDA, sponsored display ad, uh, which again, there's also SBs and SPs. They're just picking letters that sound the same, apparently, uh, you know, D, P, and B. Anyway, create a good campaign name, start date, end date, uh, no end date, it'll just run forever, a daily budget, uh, you create an ad group right there. Again, good naming system there. And then something new. You get to pick an audience. And this is one of the first spots where it gets pretty interesting because we are given some options that are not present in sponsored products, which we talk about a lot, sponsored brand ads. Uh, so this is these are some new features here that we don't have uh, other places. And the features are... A, they have a pay-per-click setting, and then they also have pay-per-impression options. So there's one pay-per-click option, and then there are two pay-per-impression. So we got CPC options, cost per click, and then we've got CPM, or cost per melee impressions, cost per 1,000 impressions. So pay-per-impression, pay-per-click. Uh, Stephen, what is the pay-per-click option? Let's describe that. Yeah. So when it comes to display ads, at least as far as like, so Google ads and Facebook ads, for example, this idea of displaying your ad in just places that aren't necessarily search pages. Um, like I said, on a search page, you're bidding on keywords with display ads. You're actually, you don't, you're not targeting keywords, you're targeting audiences. Um, and like Facebook, I think is one of the greatest examples of having an amazing audience targeting because they have everybody's Facebook profiles. They know your age, they know your ethnicity, where you live, all that stuff. So like, so the, the audience targeting is pretty advanced with Amazon's audience targeting. Um, that's also going to get pretty sophisticated because they know every user's shopping habits. And Mike, I know when you were, you recorded an episode, a solo episode a, a few months ago about like your five predictions for the future of Amazon PPC. And one of the things was just getting much more like advanced audience targeting. Like you can bid or like you can, yeah, you can target people who usually buy Valentine's gifts Valentine's Day gifts around that time because like you know that they usually buy something so you can target them higher. So basically your uh your 
predictions are, are coming true. Um, Boom. So, so the difference between CPM cost per thousand impressions and CPC cost per click, um, cost per click, obviously you're paying for every person who clicks on your actual advertisement. Cost per impression uh, or cost per thousand impressions is the standard way of, of, I guess, like billing for display ads because these display ads usually have a, a much lower click-through rate because, I mean, just imagine a Facebook page you're scrolling through it, an ad pops up, you scroll right past it because you're not looking for that and you see it's an ad and you move on. So those display ads usually have lower engagement, lower click-through rates. Um, they do, however, they get clicks and they do get conversions. So um, the way they usually charge is cost per thousand impressions. What I think is very interesting is that with sponsored display, and this is actually a very recent development with the beta because they used to not have this option. It used to just be like automatic targeting and you didn't have a choice. Now they do have that option of you can choose, do you want to do cost per click or cost per view. Um, and I think the reason why they're doing that, this is my thought, is that a lot of Amazon PPC sellers are not used to this cost per view type category. So this is probably a way to sort of bridge that gap from you know your typical sponsored products into sponsored display. Um, so you could pay per click or you could pay per view um, based on every thousand impressions that you get, then you would pay like $10 or however much you're, you're bidding. Right. So they've added an extra level of complexity here where now we're going to be thinking about, hmm, should I be doing pay-per-click or should I be doing pay-per-impression? And the way that they've done it is very strange. Essentially, there's two ways to bid for sponsored display. However, they have segmented it out by who you're bidding on. So the first thing that I'll say is we are targeting audiences here. You know, we're not targeting, just like Steven said, we're not targeting based off searches. We're targeting audiences and they're behavior-based audiences. So they're not interest-based audiences. They're based off people's previous behavior, uh, which could eventually lead to interest-based audiences. So basically the pay-per-click option, so for sponsored display, pay-per-click, you get an option to remarket to customers off Amazon that viewed the detail pages of your advertised products or, and this is a huge, huge or, which actually makes this not really retargeting or similar products. Meaning, let me say that one more time. Amazon's official language, remarket to customers off Amazon that view the detail pages of your advertised products or similar products. Meaning... This is not a true retargeting or remarketing audience. Meaning when we think of retargeting or remarketing, we think of people, hey, they viewed my product, they left, now they're somewhere else, and I'm going to serve them an ad for the product that they looked at. What Amazon is saying here, they're saying remarket to customers that viewed your products, but also similar products. And that is very, very different. Um, So, you know, my first reaction to this is, A, there's not really a negative audience here. So there's no option for me to say, hey, if somebody purchased one of these products, either my product or my competitor's product, if they ended up buying that, take them off this remarketing list. I don't want to keep serving this to people that have already purchased. So that's a little odd thing right off the bat. Uh, The other odd thing off the bat is that they, they use language all over the place saying that this is remarketing. However, it's actually remarketing plus sort of an affinity audience, sort of like an in-market audience, people similar to, uh, you know, hey, you, they viewed your product, now they viewed another product similar to that. Um, so 
there's actually a couple layers of the onion that I want to peel back. If you want, if you won't mind, uh, I me mean, doing this, Stephen. Like, there's literally there's so much to talk about on this issue. Like, we're right. for sure going to need a follow up episode two of this, like sponsor display two point because there's just like there's so many issues to be talked about right now. So yeah, go for it. Right. So here's the crazy thing. So for this pay per click option. So again, I'm creating my campaign, pay-per-click. I select, I want to do pay-per-click. Uh, I select views, remarket to customers that viewed my product pages as well as similar product pages. Well, guess what? They did something kind of cool. When you download the report for this campaign, you are greeted with something kind of interesting. It actually breaks it down. Loose match, substitutes, uh, compliments, uh, and that's a, a, there's no actual close match on this. So they're actually demonstrating some sort of similar things uh, here. So they're, they're using similar language, loose match, substitutes, compliments. We're seeing that similar language. That's in auto targets now, uh, except it's, it's, it's a little hazy. Uh, and in fact, it's so strange that A, this report, so that I actually get the advertising report for sponsored display, you actually have to go download a sponsored product report. Um, you know, when you go into reports, you get to pick three, op you, to, you should be able to pick three options. Show me sponsored product reports, sponsored brand reports, and then sponsored display. For some reason, they have lumped sponsored display reports in with sponsored products where they're displaying that loose match substitutes data. Uh, the last thing that I'll say <laughs> there really is a lot of information. Last thing that I'll say is that give you no option to bid differently based off if someone has viewed your product or a substitute or a compliment or a loose match version of your product, which means that, you know, yes, they report on it. However, they give you no options to bid differently based off them. And that is, I think that's everything about the first option, which is views for the pay-per-click option to build sponsored display remarketing plus affinity audience ads. Whew, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and and like you said, I think the I think the audience targeting will become much much more sophisticated in the future. Um, right now, if you were to download a targeting report, it's pretty much like, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty much like an, your typical auto campaign. We're not sure if there if the reason why there's no close match in there. We don't know if that's just because like we just didn't get any impressions on close match or any clicks on it, and that's why it just like didn't show up in the report, or if there's no such thing as close match. Um, I think it just didn't come up in the report because this was a newer campaign that we had started for this, and so we're definitely gonna have to do more testing um, with this, and we'll keep you guys updated on on what we're finding out as we're learning more about it. Um, yeah, if it if it matters, the the spend and a cost breakdown for loose match was seventy seven bucks. Uh, 67% ACoS, and then the substitutes was 32 in spend, 326% ACoS. Uh, so this is this is like a day's worth of data, really only. Right. And for any Clicks of the campaigns, cheap. yeah, and if, and if people are just wondering in general, because I'm sure this is the question that we've probably taken too long to, to get to answer, people are saying, what's the performance like? Like, should I be running sponsored display? What's it like? Um, we've started sponsor display, like we've been running for a couple of months this super beta ad type on a few of our different clients' accounts. And as was expected, I mean, we were, yeah, we were anticipating this. ACoS has been extremely high. Conversion rates have been extremely low. The reason for that is strictly just talking about the funnel. So, and this is actually pretty similar to um, the episode that you did, Mike, with uh, Kiri Masters, that, that guest show podcast episode a few 
I don't know, I guess a couple months now. Um, but we were talking about DSP, which was the demand side platform, which is a display advertising type um, of, of, yeah, advertising that, that Amazon has. And one of the things that Kiri was saying was conversion rates are, are more lo- are historically lower because it's a top of funnel type advertising. You're not hitting, I mean, when someone types into their search bar on Amazon, um, like iPhone charger, they're ready to buy. Like they're they're shopping. They're like the most bottom of funnel shopper you're ever going to get. And so you want to put your your advertisement, your sponsored product right in front of their face and be like, purchase my iPhone charger. With sponsored display, you're hitting people who are browsing the web and aren't necessarily shopping in that moment. So you're trying to draw their attention to these advertisements. So so that's what, what, what the episode on DSP was, um, which leads us into another question, which is like, what is the difference between DSP and sponsored display? Um, there's a few differences. I'll just, in a, if I could just do, give you like the TLDR too long, didn't read, I would say, uh, with this, with, uh, yeah, demand side platform advertising, you make your own creatives. They can be videos. They can be banner ads. You create your own creatives and you send them to Amazon and Amazon will run the campaigns for you. Um, you actually don't have any control over that. They just like take your media and they run it with sponsored display ads. You don't have to make your own creative. They're just going to take the the product image, the price, the ratings, um, your your title for the product. They're just going to take all that information and just like place that on different websites within their advertising network. Um, so again, it, it's top of funnel. Um, it could be middle of funnel if you're doing the retargeting type thing, where it's people who have looked at your product and then maybe added it to their cart, but then they left and they didn't buy it. Now you your product can like follow them around on the wherever they're at and keep targeting them and try to try to pull them back. Um, but that explains why the conversion rates are historically lower because it's, it's just, it's top of funnel and middle of funnel audience that you're targeting. So it's a great, great, great way to increase your overall impressions, to expand your overall reach. But if you're looking for efficiency of ad spend, it's probably not going to be in display advertising. Mm-hmm. Right. And you would imagine that, I mean, for an off Amazon product brand, Facebook retargeting is often the best return on ad spend that they can get. Um, however, you're able to set it up so that if somebody looks at product A on your site and then they will see product A on Facebook, this, you know, this retargeting, uh, which we are getting to, they don't really give you that option to create an ad that's only going to be served towards people that have viewed your product and have yet to purchase that product. Uh, that would be really great, but we don't have that yet. So, so far we cover the pay-per-click views, remarket to customers off Amazon that viewed your product pages or similar product pages, which brings us to this, the pay per impression uh, ad types, audience types, which is very similar, searches. This allows you to reach customers on and off Amazon. Real quick, just to chime in, just so they can kind of like categorize it. There's, when it comes to pay per impression, there are two different types of pay per impression. So you can either choose pay per click or pay per impression. And then if you choose pay per impression, then there's two different types, searches and purchases. So yeah, sorry, just wanted to clarify that. Go for it. Yeah. So we get into the first paper impression bidding type, targeting type, which is reach customers on and off Amazon that's searched for keywords relevant to your advertised products. So there's two main differences here. One, that this is reaching customers on Amazon 
as well as off Amazon compared to the first version that we talked about, which only allows you to target off Amazon. And then this is active searchers that are searching for keywords relevant to your advertised products. So this is very similar to maybe an affinity audience or like an in-market audience, meaning they're like in the market, they're searching for it, but they haven't necessarily viewed your product or even viewed your competitor's product, but they're searching for relevant keywords uh, that are relevant to your product. So again, this is kind of like an in-market. This really isn't a retargeting audience, but uh, yeah. It's, it's paper impression based off what people have searched. And then the second type of paper impression targeting you can do is purchases in which, this is Amazon's definition, reach customers on and off Amazon that previously purchased your advertised products. So this is a great, this is a great type of targeting strategy for, um, yeah, for anyone who has a product that's a consumable that would have repeat customers. So if you're selling something like, I don't know. I'm hearing a leaf blower in my background right now. So sorry if that's getting picked up on the audio, but if you're selling a leaf blower, that's probably going to be a one-time purchase and you don't necessarily need to retarget those shoppers and say, Hey, buy a second leaf blower. But if you're selling something like, go ahead. Before you go any, what if I want to upsell, you know, maybe like a leaf, a premium leaf bag or a a silencer to that, like that quiets the leaf blower down. That's true. Maybe I'll you, want to serve so that So that's people. actually a great idea. Yeah, so I mean, in these sponsor display ads, you can choose what product you actually decide to advertise. So if you're like, yeah, say, yeah, you sell a leaf blower and you, there's like replaceable parts. Yeah, you would want to remarket those parts to people who've previously purchased your, your product. Um, the other thing I was going to say was I've got these uh, dark chocolate espresso beans on my desk right now. And, um, you know, if I bought those on Amazon and then next time I'm shopping around, I see that product pop up on some other website. I'll probably be like, oh, I need more of those. I'm out and, and purchase it. So it's a great way to just like bring people back. So I do think paper impression purchases option, it could be pretty powerful because you're, you're going back to the customers who have purchased your products in the past. Um, and if anyone's wondering how that works, it's, it uses cookies. Amazon knows who you logged in on and then they track your cookies on your, whenever you visit a, a website on Amazon, they use your IP address and, and that sort of stuff. So <laughs> go, go incognito or delete your cookies if, if that creeps you out. So y- you might be sitting there, dear listener, saying, okay, we've got these three targeting types. We can target people that have viewed products similar to mine or my products. We can target people that have made searches that are relevant towards my products. Uh, or we can target people that have purchased from me previously. Uh, so the, you know, sort of the best practice sort of says, let's break these down. Let's actually split these out into three separate groups, three separate ad groups, throw a product in each one, uh, and then measure performance and then adjust how much budget we're going to be giving to each bucket, whether it be views, searches, or purchases. You want to go ahead and break those down. Uh, Fun fact, though, you cannot combine a pay-per-click audience 
views with a paper impression audience searches and purchases. So you actually want to create two sponsored display campaigns, uh, one for pay-per-click views, and then one for paper impression searches and purchases. Break that down. And that way you'll be able to really assess and measure how much you should be spending both in budget and in bid for views, as well as for searches and purchases. So definitely segment, you know, Generally, the rule of thumb is segment bef- as much as you can before it becomes an obstacle to optimization. doesn't really become too big of an obstacle breaking these out into three separate areas, one campaign for pay-per-click and then one campaign for the paper impression searches, purchases. And one other thing that I just noticed that I want to mention real quick that I think is kind of interesting, with pay-per-click, if you go with that option, it's only marketing to customers off of Amazon. So you're not doing those... So, so we said there's on and off Amazon um, sponsored display ads. On Amazon, it looks like the ad pops up, you know, on the product detail page next to the add to cart button. So you're like kind of like last minute trying to get people to, to change their mind or, or, or add your product to the cart as well. So that's what the pay-per-click, or sorry, um, the pay-per-click does not give you that option. The pay-per-click is only off, off Amazon, meaning uh, here's their definition off Amazon on third-party websites and apps. So anyone within their network, um, you would engage with audiences who've either viewed the detailed pages of your advertised products or similar products within the last 30 days but haven't yet purchased. So that's the audience we'd be targeting off Amazon. If you go with the pay-per-view route, um, you're still landing on those those, those third-party websites, but you can also get your ads on Amazon, on the actual product detail pages, in the search results or other product-related pages based on audience demographics, um, the interests you're targeting, similar products that you're searching for, categories. Um, yeah, that is, that is how the, uh, the display ads work as far as their actual placement. Right. So it's still early days for really getting all of these features. And in fact, the feature to target views versus searches versus previous purchasers is that that component of it. So even though sponsored brand ads have been around for a couple of months now and like limited release, now that it's available for everyone, this feature of sort of segmenting the audiences is really brand new. And um, when we are testing this, Stephen, just to confirm how we're doing it, uh, are we going to be setting up those three separate audiences, sort of running them against one another, and then seeing how each one performs, and then setting bids in accordance to how each audience ended up performing? Of course, yeah. It's always about, Mm -hmm. I mean, PPC is all about experimentation, testing things. Um, I mean, that's why... Our partner agency, Search Scientists, is called Search Scientist because it, it's it's a science. It's testing. It's experimenting. Um, so yeah, you can you can believe now that we have these these new enhanced audience targeting options, which were not here a month ago. Um, we're going to be testing these and, and seeing you know which one performs better. I've got a hunch right now that that remarketing to people who have previously purchased your product is going to perform pretty well. But you know we'll we'll have to wait and see. These are new options, um, and we're going to start rolling these out. Right. You know, it's really frustrating in the description that we mentioned about, you know, if somebody purchased the leaf blower, now maybe you want to upsell them some kind of premium leaf bag, whatever it might be. Um, There's a lot of settings that just aren't there yet. Uh, So being able to segment based off what they purchase, create an audience around that uh, and serve them that audience, that ad, there's not really good, fine 
audience segmentation yet, which I could see as right. a major hurdle here. And I, I think it is going to get just a lot more sophisticated and competitive. I'm excited for the for what the future holds with Amazon PPC. You know, there's a, just a lot of a lot of change, a lot of growth, a lot of. I mean, that's why I got into PPC in the first place because I knew it's it's an ever evolving landscape and it's it's exciting. It, you're always learning. Yeah, one like like you said, the upselling thing. That's like an amazing strategy for. I know a lot of a lot of folks. They have, you know, they'll they'll release a new product, um, like open up a new product line, um, and they have a, a big fan base. But like, the CPCs on this new product are just going to be very very high to like land them on search pages because like, because bids are keywords are competitive. Um, the, this product doesn't have any reviews yet, so it's not really getting like a ad quality score discount for having an amazing reviews and, and sales velocity and all that stuff we talk about. Um, so, you know, you're either gonna have to drop a ton of money to drive traffic to it, or you can retarget with these, uh, pay-per-view, pay-per-impression, uh, targeting and throw these ads to people that you've already sold to that are already fans of yours. And so, um, next time they're, they're shopping somewhere, they see this new product of yours that they haven't tried out before, but they're curious about it and they'll be happy to try it, even though it doesn't have any reviews because they know and trust your brand. Right. So even though the word remarket is in a lot of these descriptions, it's, it's not, it's really sort of affinity, you know, meaning audiences that are going to be closely interested in what I have or are already interested in competitors' products like this. So I could easily imagine this is going to be standard in a novel product launch strategy and just maybe a launch strategy in general, right? You launch a new product, maybe it's a, a sort of a Kickstarter type product where nobody's really searching for it. However, maybe there are uh, competitors with similar products, boom, you you turn on the sort of competitor view retargeting, boom, now you've got that sort of funnel of traffic, which you wouldn't have had otherwise. So this is really interesting. It's a sort of weird mashup of sort of bottom of funnel, meaning these people have already done something that's kind of mid bottom of funnel, like they're already searching or they're already looking at products, but then you get to serve them an ad even if they haven't viewed or searched for your product. So I know that on one hand, it's kind of a bummer that you can't create a just retargeting audience. It is kind of cool that they're opening us up to a similar audience or almost like a Facebook lookalike audience or something like that. It's actually like a, its own unique little audience, which is kind of, right. kind of interesting. Super, super interesting. And, and uh, I'll tell you right now, I've got a few accounts that, are actually launching new product lines. And this, uh, this type of targeting is like so new that like, we haven't set this up yet, but I'm like so excited. Like as soon as we finish this podcast, uh, that's what, that's what I'm gonna do immediately after we, we finish recording is I'm going to go set up these, uh, retargeting campaigns to audiences that have previously purchased products, um, advertising these new product lines and just hopefully, you know, that's just a huge, it's a huge like kickstart to, to these guys. It's, it's a great strategy. Right. So in the future, hopefully in a couple of weeks from now, as we really solidify uh, the strategies and the optimization that would go into this, uh, this episode was really a big overview. First, early thoughts, some light strategy of uh, deploying these effectively. Uh, if it's okay with you, Stephen, I'd love to do sort of just rapid fire. We, you know, we have some more notes here. Uh, you know, we want to save some people some time from actually having to read the boring Amazon help docs, which we have all read already. Uh, uh, if it's cool with you, I'd love to just do rapid fire, uh, some probably common things that are on people's minds right now. For sure. 
So the first thing, this is USA only. Um, so I'm sure eventually they'll have this rolled out to other countries, but for right now, USA marketplace only. Yeah, this is also only for brand registered companies. So it's not available to all sellers. It's only if you are um, brand registered. So you can take advantage of sponsored brand and sponsor display once you go through Amazon's brand registry process. That's right. Uh, we mentioned this earlier in the show, but if you want any data on these, so you want to go to advertising reports, they have lumped sponsored display ads in with sponsored products. So if you're looking, you're downloading uh, the reports uh, and you need some, you're trying to find sponsored display, just know there's no dropdown for it yet. It's they lumped it in with sponsored products. Right. And if you're doing another thing for people who, who really like bulk files like me, um, if you were to download a bulk file report um, that you're going to make optimizations, changes on, uh, bid changes, whatever, and re-upload them, um, when you download the, the report, it'll give you an Excel file with uh, usually three sheets. The first sheet's portfolios. Um, I usually just delete that one because it's pointless. The second one is sponsored products. The third one is sponsored brands. There's not yet a sponsored display uh, sheet on the Excel file. I'm sure that's going to be happening soon. But at the moment, the sponsored display campaigns show up on the sponsored product campaigns. So the reason why I mention this is um, if you are doing bid optimizations, you may want to filter out those sponsored display campaigns from your bid changes because of the conversion rate difference. And depending on whether you're doing cost per click versus cost per impression, uh, you just want to be aware of that when you're making those changes because I actually already made the mistake of uh, not doing that. So these, So my sponsored display ad campaigns have very low bids on some of them just because of the, the nature of the campaign type. So I'm going to go change that too. Right. Um, in terms, we mentioned a whole bunch. Amazon talks a lot about the audiences that are going to be going after. Uh, it talks a little bit about uh, how it uses machine learning to try to find people similar to your products. So it talks about some basic stuff. There's also prohibited categories here. Um, so if you sell things like... Uh, you know, any, you know who you are. If you're selling like CBD or THC inspired products, adult products, aerosol things, uh, any sort of thing that could be construed as like um, spy cameras or things like that, some medical things. Uh, we actually uh, saw an account that, you know, it did, it's not like a traditional medical thing. Uh, medical product, but it seems like it's not permitting that. So there's some prohibited categories from retargeting, uh, you know, on Google, on Facebook. So there's definitely some prohibited categories here. Um, but in general, I, I think people have a general idea of, of whether they meet that or not. Tactical cases, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. One final thing that Amazon has said about um, this ad type is they say sponsored display. This is their own ad copy or ad copy, their own copywriting. Sponsored display uses automation and machine learning to optimize your campaigns. Bids automatically adjust based on likelihood of conversion while still allowing you to change your bid or pause your campaign. So that's another thing that's really interesting is, is Amazon always wants to really push for automation. They want to be in, in control of how much you're bidding. Um, I personally just don't feel comfortable with that because I don't know if they have my interests in mind when they're selecting bidding strategies. Um, but that's just something else to, to note about this, uh, yeah, these new campaigns. 
Yeah, another interesting thing, early data on the CPM side of things looks pretty cheap. Uh, you know, Facebook CPMs, that's cost per 1,000 impressions, something like 7 to 10 bucks CPM uh, generally. And right now, in sort of an unoptimized Amazon display uh, campaign, we're looking at CPMs of like a dollar or two, which is pretty good. Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's not bad. Cost right. per clicks right now, cost per clicks hanging around maybe 30, 50 cents. Uh, we're going to be playing around with that over the weeks to come. Yeah, like you said, it is that early mover advantage. Um, they are in beta, so guys take advantage of it. Um, sponsored brand ads, we used to have that early, that early mover advantage where like the CPCs were about the same as sponsored products. Um, obviously sponsored brands, it's, it's a better ad placement. It's more screen real estate. So now the CPCs on sponsored brands are starting to go up. It's, it's much more competitive now. Um, we don't have that early mover advantage anymore, but, um, sponsored display it's, it's anyone's, anyone's game, anyone's yeah. Get after it. Take advantage of it. That's right. Well, that is that with sponsored display. Uh, definitely recommend people go out there, try these, test these, let us know what you think. Uh, this episode, and you can get all our episodes at badger.com slash podcast. Uh, jump into our Facebook group and let us know if you've been running these. Uh, I'm sure others in our community would love to hear about that too. Uh, we're going to be posting probably results in there, so feel free to jump in over there. Uh, for the most part, I hope all of you have a very badgery day and a badgery week, and we will see you next time. Badger out. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you and we'll see you next episode.